You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Time for a catch-up with our old mate Graham Norton. The talk show, by the way, is into its 30th season, if not its 31st, actually. Uh, he also celebrates 10 years of working with New Zealand wine company in vivo. 15 million bottles of wine produced worldwide. It's not a bad number, is it? Anyway, Graham Norton is with us from New York. Good morning. Well, hello to you, Mike. How are you? I'm, I'm extremely well, and I, I, I've always... You know I'm a fan of yours, so I, I, I won't fanboy you too greatly, but I've, I've always aspired to be where you are now which is in a wood-panelled room with a glass of wine, enjoying the success that you've so richly deserved and worked for over all of these many, many years. Well, I must say, this feels very weird. Normally, I only speak to you when there's a royal wedding. Yep. So uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 this feels very odd. Who's getting married? Well, no, well, no one is. We, Funnily enough, we're going to London for the coronation, though. So well, oh. it's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Charles is just marrying himself. <laughs> You're in New York. Are you? Do you have a view of Manhattan at all? Have you looked out the window to see if Trump's arrived for his arrest? Or he hasn't arrived yet. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm getting out of town tomorrow. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll, I hopefully I'll avoid the Trump circus. Fantastic. You holiday in New York, though, don't you? I mean, this is this is a place of your choice. Am I correct? It's either Ireland or New York. Yeah, I'm such a creature of habit. Uh, you know, when I work, I'm in London, and that's half the year. I do the chat show for kind of six months of the year, and then I'm off for six months. And when I'm off, uh, a little bit of time still in London, but then mostly Ireland or in New York. Um, and Ireland is just because it's home and it's mm. family. And New York is great because it's kind of anonymity. Nobody watches. I mean, a couple of people watch the show here, but very few. So it's it's really nice just you know walk around and not have that that weird thing it's, <laughs> there's, there's, behind me. there's a vibrant magic though to new york isn't there i love it and i you know i live in london so you know that's another great city but there is something about uh new york it's very good for old people fun uh, there's a lot of old people fun here. You know, there's great restaurants, exhibitions, shows. They deliver things so you don't have to walk out, walk too much. Uh, it's yeah, it's easy to get a cab. Uh, yeah, it, it's perfect for the older tourist. Okay, you don't know what you've just said because guess where I'm going to be next week? New York. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm coming for the old people fun. Because everything you there just you said, go. I went, oh, that sounds fantastic. No wonder I booked a ticket. <laughs> oh, dear. What I've always admired about you is because essentially um, what we're doing now is the same thing because eventually we'll get in the fact that you've got wine to talk about and there is a relationship yeah. here and you wouldn't give me the time of day if it wasn't for the bottle of Sauvignon Blanc next to you. But but that's what you do on television. At some point, the book is mentioned, the, the movie's mentioned, the television show, whatever it is. And and the skill in, in weaving that in in a way that remains interesting is, is a rare talent. Well, you know, in the end, it is all show business. So, you know, the sort of people we want on our show, you know, the, the two things we can offer them really are some exposure. And actually, it used to be that we paid them. We don't pay them anymore uh, they're, because they're just on a promotional circuit. So, you know, these are very rich, famous people. So they're not going to come on a show just for fun. Occasionally, someone will come on just for fun. I remember Tom Cruise kind of came on at the end of lockdown, which it was... 
And we so appreciated it. And it was him sort of, you know, because he did that thing of, you know, getting people back in cinemas yep. again. But also before that, he'd got people back on movie sets again. He was kind of the first guy to to get all the COVID protocols up and running. And, and I think he was in London and he thought, I'm going to go on that show and kind of alert the world to the fact that movies are coming back, even though his movie wasn't coming out right then. And, uh, you know, and we kind of really appreciate that, that right. we've got that sort of relationship with stars like that. That's, does you know, does that get better on that sense? Because, because he's, he's an interesting bloke in the sense he, he doesn't seem like he wants to give up a lot of himself. But after a while with somebody like you, he does. And therefore, that, that's the gravitas of what you bring to the relationship these days. Therefore, that must be of enormous satisfaction to you. I mean, it's an enormous satisfaction that, you know, because, you know he has his choice of chat shows. <laughs> he can go whatever yeah. show he wants. Yeah. No one's going to go, no, sorry, we're full. Um, uh, so that's enormous satisfaction. But then with stars like him, who are so in control of their own stardom, uh, I think I only get out of him what he chooses to give. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some guests, and you know what this is like, there's some guests you get on with and you kind of relax with and you can tell they've relaxed with you and you're chatting and it becomes sort of real in a sense. Yeah. But with those big, big stars, I, it, it, if it seems real, it's because they've decided to make it seem real. You know, I, 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 and, and, and I, I hope that doesn't sound disrespectful or like I'm complaining. I'm really not. I'm saying that's them being brilliant at their job. Exactly. That's that's them being a very good chat show guest. Exactly. I was thinking about you the other day and, and the Zoom thing, for example, during the COVID period when you so you did your Zoom thing a lot, and then you did your space chair thing, and then you get back to to normal. It must have been immeasurably more difficult to try and do what you do without the ability of being two and a half feet away from them face to face. It really was. It really, really was. And, oh, the difference it made yeah. coming back into the Zoom. Because because it had been, you know, nearly two years between the Zooms and, like you say, those weird spaced out chairs, you began to kind of think, oh, does the sofa make a difference? You know, how different will the show be with a sofa? Yeah. And, oh, like, it just makes all the difference in the world. It, and, and having the audience kind of around the set again, so the audience feels close, uh, kind of, it elevates everyone's game. All the guests kind of try harder because, yeah, you know, exactly. they show off, the performers, they're a vortex of need. They, they need strangers <laughs> to like them. So <laughs> all of that, all of that works in, in our favour. So, yeah, it was so, so great to get back to normal. The book, last time you were on the programme last year, Forever Home, how'd that go? Was that a smash hit? I think it did well. I think it did well. Um, uh, I, someone's just, what do we call it, uh, optioned it. Someone's just optioned it for, for telly. So I think that's always a, a good sign, I think. I think it is too. Let's talk wine for a moment. And this relationship you've had with Invivo, this this stroke of genius from the New Zealanders who got you on board, what was the attraction? Well, basically, it was uh, well. The wine itself, we're just doing. We're doing our tenth vintage yeah. this year. So this is ten years of the the, the production of wine. But before that, uh, these two guys, uh, Tim and Rob from Invivo, they read somewhere. I'd probably done an interview with someone like you, maybe you. And I, we were talking about New Zealand's Sauvignon Blanc, and I was saying how much I loved it. Da da da. And they heard that or read it or whatever. And being smart. 
<laughs> in terms of marketing, they contacted us and said, would you like to have in vivo wines in your green room? So we were like, yeah, sure, of course we would. And that meant that uh, they were able to say, you know, as drunk by Gwyneth Paltrow or whoever happened to be having white wine on the show. So good marketing for them. And I thought, you know what? That's such a clever thing for them to have done. You know, why didn't another New Zealand uh, winemaker think of that? So when a couple of years after that, they approached me about doing my own wine, um, I was already kind of on side, you know, because I kind of I liked their wine. I liked I drank their wine and I liked them. And I just thought I, they, these guys are smart. I'm going to be in pretty safe hands. Sure. And. And sure enough, I have been. I mean, we started with just that one Sauvignon Blanc. Now we've got a whole range of wines and now we've got gins and vodkas. And it's it's all down to them. I mean, my name's on the, the bottle and I am involved. And and I, I every year we blend the Sauvignon Blanc um, and I only sell things that I would drink. You know, so occasionally they'll come to me and say, oh, do you want to do it? Like, for instance, they I think they came and said, oh, do you want to do an Irish cream? And, so, and I would never drink that. So no. uh, I would. No, <laughs> I don't want to put my name in that. So, I mean, from a business point of view, they're lucky in that I drink a lot of things. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I haven't put my name to anything that I don't think is delicious. What's What's the line for you in stuff that people will approach you on? You know, what, what, what do you do? What's the due diligence from your point of view? Uh, I mean, this was just, it, this just seemed like a really fun idea real fear i had no idea it was going to turn into the the big mm. juggernaut it has i mean i think we've sold something like 15 million bottles of wine which you know it was never meant to be that so, i mean i'm sure tim and rob thought they, they hoped it was going to be that but in my head it was just a cute idea that oh great i get to you know i get to talk to some real winemakers i get to do this blending i enjoy that process i enjoy the wine and i end up with a bottle of a name on it how fun um so that was as far as I took that idea. Um, and then most other things, I mean, now I suppose now I'm, I'm 60. I sort of, I, yes, I, I probably a bigger whore now that I'm uh, 60 uh, because I, you know, you, cause you're planning, <laughs> you're planning for the end. So you're kind of thinking, so if someone comes along with something that, you know, even five years ago, I'd have said, I'm not doing that. Uh, but if they came along and offer you a big chunk of change to do it, now I'd probably go, ah, what the hell? What the hell? Who cares? What's yeah, it? You know, what's, I'm, what's I'm out of here. Fantastic. <laughs> what's your view on a career, by the way? You're two years older than I am, not that you look it, obviously. But but where where are you at? <laughs> where, are you, where are you at in that? And, and, and I mean, will you go forever, do you think? No, I mean, I think everything now is, as they said, they've got an expression in, in Norway, uh, butter on bacon, which means kind of, you know, it's unnecessary. It's, it's you know, it's extra. It's just extra fun. So anything I do now is butter on bacon. I've, I've had my career. You know, as I say, I've hosted the show for 25 years. I'm 60 years old. So I have no, no right to expect to still be doing these things. So... Uh, you know, now it's, I, I just kind of enjoy it all. I never, I never planned a career, uh, but clearly I must've had sort of ambition that I didn't recognize or I didn't uh, acknowledge in some way, because I don't think you get to do all the things I've done without being ambitious, but it never felt like that. I never felt like I had a career strategy or anything. Um, so I think it's a combination of, of, 
you know, hopefully not being terrible at what you do, but also about luck and also about just hanging on. You know, don't quit. Don't don't give up on things too easily. It's fantastic. Well, given it's in the morning here, I've just got lemon water and you've got your glass. So, you know, as always, great pleasure. Cheers to you and we'll catch up soon. Maybe see you at the coronation. You bet. Look forward to it. Graham Norton out of New York this morning. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.